retro breakdown elevation sickness exists i don't i don't know what that is so elevation sickness i mean i can guess what it is but please enlighten is me. when you act your body actually gets sick from like oxygen deprivation basically oh sure i've heard of that with with uh athletes and stuff where they would they would go and train in like different elevations yeah. it would be there'd be like a period of um or like adjustment or they would actually get really quite sick because they, yeah. they're not used to it but they're still trying to exercise at that same tier yeah and apparently it's not a uh, apparently it's like a fully like physiological thing so like i'm not in the best of shape but i've been like doing regular exercises for the last like six weeks or so yeah so trying to like improve you pumping off yeah just <laughs> get things a little bit better a little bit at a time um because i've been pretty damn sedentary for the last like three years or so <laughs> um and three years is probably being conservative <laughs> yeah, we, we can just be sedentary it's all right i mean like especially so though like i don't even leave the house yeah, it's weird. It's almost like there's something going on. Yeah, I know. Like that made it difficult to leave the house. Mm-hmm, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so when you're at higher elevations, the air is thinner and there's less oxygen because oxygen is heavy and it sinks. Sure. Yes. So like there's more elevate, there's more oxygen at lower elevations and less of it at higher elevations where I was this last week in Denver, Colorado. Well, actually, I got back like a week ago, so <laughs> it wasn't really listen, this last week. It was the week before. Listen, our timelines are so jacked up. In it's terms really of, weird right now <laughs> because we we recorded like three episodes like a month and a half ago. Then we did one in between. I right, I think, uh, or something. Or is this the first time we've talked? I don't remember. But we the, recorded a couple. But like, it definitely was like because we did like two the week before I left. Yeah. But I think that might have been like the only two that we did. I don't and then know. Like we missed a week. The after one thing- I, you were like, how was your like, I got on here with you and you were like, <laughs> how was your trip? And I was like, oh, it was fine. It was like, did you eat any German food? And I was like, that was like a month and a half ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> like the last time we talked, I hadn't played Tears of the King, Tears of the Kingdom. And now I've played it for something like 150 hours. I have played Fire Emblem Engage now for about 60 so it's, it's some time has some time has passed since yeah. we've talked. I think I had like just barely booted it up the last time we talked. I was like, it was oh before yeah, I started trip. it. Was I it before? It was, I, I was before your yeah, because you said, oh yeah, I'm gonna play this when I have time or something like that. Yeah, I played it a bunch on the trip, though not as much as I thought I was going to, because the trip was basically like so. Jesse had to run her annual conference. And when I say she had to run it, I mean, she is almost solely responsible for it. Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone who has questions comes to her and she can't hardly move <laughs> like the entire week because she just has to, like, be available to put out whatever fires come up. Sure. And course. usually I'm not there with her. So this results in her just sitting in one place and not like using the bathroom or eating like basic bodily necessities are just ignored because she just can't find two seconds for herself yeah yeah so this time i was like well i'm not gonna let that happen i'm gonna come and you know i'll be there i'll mostly hang out in the room but if you need me to run some errands or whatever i'll i'll be there for you and i can go grab you some food you know i went out and grabbed her some jimmy johns a couple times which is like the first time we'd eaten jimmy johns in years what what sandwich at jimmy johns um 
It's not that we ha- like we don't have like a like a consistent thing because we don't eat there often. But yeah, I, I got her, any of but I got her a Billy Club and she liked it. I, hey, that's 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 one of the I don't know. I eat that one. I don't remember what's on it, but I think I like it. I remember it's the like, name. I, roast beef and ham, I think. Is that the? I was gonna say if that's the roast beef and ham one, that's a nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, I haven't. So I Jimmy like Jones used beef. to. Me too. Yeah. They they used to deliver to our apartment. Now they don't anymore. Uh, and so since they don't deliver, it's like, well, I guess I won't be ordering Jimmy John's anymore. So it's been like three years since I've had Jimmy John's. <laughs> yeah, I think the last time before this last trip that we, that I had Jimmy John's was like, we were literally walking around in Seattle during PAX West. And we're like, where is there a place to eat where there's not a line out the door because of PAX? And it's like, well, there's still like a hundred people in this Jimmy John's. But it's but, freaky fast. But it's freaky fast. So it's fine. Fucking Jimmy Johns. Anyway, so that was the idea is like, I'm going to hang out in the hotel room and and do some work because I still had like regular work to do. So I brought my laptop and, uh, and advertising then, you for know, redacted redacted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and then, you know, when I'm not busy, I'll just I bring the switch and I'll and I will uh, fire up uh, Fire Emblem. No fire, pun intended. Fire emblem. Mm-hmm. That I regretted saying "fire up" as soon as I realized what the next two words were. But but it wasn't on purpose, so it was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like when you're saying something's cool and it's about an ice character, and you're like, "God damn it!" Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. And then you have to unironically say "no pun intended" because you really didn't actually intend it, and you're kind of mad that it happened. <laughs> or sometimes it happens, and you're happy it happened because you're trying to be corny, and you didn't realize that you were <laughs> like unironically being dumber than you thought and that's that's the best do you ever do you ever do the ones where like you don't realize it but you say something like that where it's like oh yeah he's really cool and then someone in the room is like literally and yeah oh yeah 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 that, that's happened to be teaching once or twice i'm like yeah uh i didn't quite mean it that way yeah y- y- you'd be surprised it's not that uncommon for me to talk about video games in class that have nothing to do with video games and so so it's something like that would <laughs> would honest to God come up more often than one would yep. think. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I can I can believe that easily. <laughs> and my, my advertising uh, class, half of the uh, anecdotes are random video game things. Excellent. Where I, I think there's a lot of people that really like it, but there have to be some people that are like, what the, f- why, why is everything a reference to some 80 or, or 90s Sega snafu? <laughs> Because there's just that many of them. <laughs> or, or, or Nintendo being, you know, the Gestapo of the NES. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> anyway. So, to, to, to derail you further, let's let's continue. Or to no, not it's fine. There's not really that much to talk about. The most exciting thing that I did is go out to Marco's Pizza and buy 33 pizzas for a bunch of volunteers. I mean, that's pretty exciting. Oh, God. I was wondering why you were doing that in Germany. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> You're like, can you even find a place in Germany that sells 33 pizzas? I was like, well, you sent the photos like if you ever spent, you know, what it was like three or four hundred dollars on pizza. And I said no. And then I was like, well, OK, not personally, but I picked it up for other people. And then I was like, yeah. why, why is he doing volunteer stuff in Germany? That's really cool. I didn't know that was part of his trip. So now it makes sense. Yeah, it was like there's there were like, I don't know, like 80 or 90 people that were volunteering to like. It's stuff like, you know, I'll help out get getting people <laughs> registered, making sure people find their badges at the registration desk, you know, line management. If you've ever been to if you ever been to like a PAX or something, you've got like the enforcers who like Yeah. Yeah. Enforcers. It's basically yeah. that. They call yeah. them enforcers. 
Yeah, you gotta make them feel cool. Um, so yeah, that was like the the biggest and coolest thing I did. Like, there was one day I was just driving around town, just trying to find random stuff. Like, okay, we need extra printable badges, and I'm gonna grab a couple case of wa- cases of water for the volunteers, and I have to pick up pizzas for the volunteer party, and Jesse needs lunch. So I was just like hopping around from spot to spot to spot to spot to spot. And that was like the biggest thing that I did. But mostly I was going to just stay in the room and just chill and play Fire Emblem on a TV that like, let me tell you that the TV in that hotel room was busted as hell. (laughs) No getting fired up with that game. I mean, no, I like when I say it's busted I mean, like it took... First of all, they like ruined its functionality entirely because it was this whole thing. <laughs> they got like all the, the thing like the, the, the like the, the basically like a wheel lock on the back of the television. Practically, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like the remote wouldn't actually do anything on the TV if the like main <laughs> um, <The> hub. <laughs> yeah, the main hub was like unplugged. So I tried to yeah. use that HDMI port. For the for the switch. And it was like, no, the TV is just going to refuse to do anything now. (laughs) So they had a Google Chrome and like there was one free HDMI slot. It didn't work. So I had to like remove a Google Chromecast (laughs) from the other HDMI slot. And I was like, okay, this works. This one. This one's good. This one works. And then like it had this weird tick where, first of all, the worst input lag on a TV I have ever seen. Really? (laughs) Ever. It's a good thing I was playing Fire Emblem and it didn't really matter because it's all like basically turn based. But there were a couple of there were a couple of timing based mini games that were just not possible to do because I realized then and there that my button presses were delayed by I'm going to say probably about a half second. That's uh, that's a pretty long time. It was like because there was a there's a mini game where you do where you do push ups. For some reason, Fire Emblem Engage is obsessed with physical fitness. What? There's like there's mini games for like push ups and squats and sit ups. And there's like at least four or five different characters who are just like gym bro workout rats. (laughs) Why? I don't know. It's just a thing. They just decided to make that just one of the. One of the archetypes where they're just like obsessed with gains, <laughs> including this tiny little petite, like sort of strawberry blonde, like four foot tall archer. Well, yeah, there's nothing more anime than that. But she doesn't even look particularly built. No, that's like what I mean. she's she's yeah. t- she's like really slim. Yeah, but she's, she's like, oh, it. yeah, man, I got to get into the, you know. I got to get into the gym and get my flavored protein powder, bro. <laughs> but she's actually an alien robot. Yeah, sure. From heaven. <laughs> that seems I mean, there's there's at least one of those. <laughs> Fire Emblem. Oy. Fire Emblem's weird. <laughs> it has so much like bizarre stuff to it. Like they've leaned since Awakening. When they like Awakening really took off because it had this whole thing where it's like, oh, yeah, you can ship these characters and then you can recruit their children from the future. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because it had a time travel mechanic in it already. And it's like, oh, yeah, the like the main character's daughter from the future, which is, uh, you know, Lucina spoilers. (gasps) You find that out early on. Um, 
I say that because Lucina is like actually a well-known character now. She's in Smash. There's two of her, isn't there? Oh, no, no, no. That's that's Corrin. Never mind. That was the yeah. male and female Corrin. Right, right, right. Um, I, My Fire Emblem lore is really piss poor. It's really fine. And when I say they're in Smash, I mean, there's like Lucina. Eight, there's like eight or nine characters from Fire Emblem in Smash, Ooh. and they almost all use swords. So it's well, really fine. If Lucina's the pal swap of Marth, right? <laughs> I think so. Like, which is essentially what she is in Awakening as well, so it's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, that seems right. I have the amiibo. That's the only reason why I even know the name. Um. Anyway, why was I talking about her? Um, she's from the future. I was saying there's aliens. Oh robots. yeah, yeah. So Awakening like started this whole thing where like, oh yeah, you can do, you can like be kind of creepy and like ship your characters together and then they'll have kids and it's like the the look of the child is determined by one side and the hair color is determined by the other person Ah, okay that's how they get around not having to design like 150 different characters for every combination fair fair because it's like okay well you know the the male character is always going to have this person. And then depending on who the mother is, their hair will be that color or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So fine. Since then, I feel like Fire Emblem has leaned really, really heavy into like, hey, what if we hit like this is still like an anime tactics combat game. But what if we throw one or two like vaguely creepy little like you know stare at me mechanics oh and it's not like it's not creepy on the level of like you know a you know an an adult game of the same caliber (laughs) it's just the type of thing where it's like you know how like in the tea parties in three houses yes there's just that button where you can just kind of stare at their face. Yes. No, it's and like it's kind of so poke f- at them. It, yeah, it's fucking weird. I'm sorry. It's weird. So engage has a uh, has a whole system in it in which you can go to bed and there are wake well. up events. <laughs> no, go to bed by yourself in your room. And then there are wake up events where different characters will come in and have different dialogue when they come in to wake you up. Yeah, I bet there is. And it's not even like that. They're just coming in the room and they're like, you can vaguely hear them like, oh, geez, I, I'm really nervous to be in here because you're like, a you, you know, you're the main character and you're like a big deal. Yeah, and you're in my bed. Well, it's like you they've been sent in to wake you up because it's time to like it's a literal wake up call. Right. Like, it's mm-hmm, not like they yeah. break into your room like they're there. <laughs> they're supposed oh, to be there. So it's not like four in the morning. No, no, no. It's like it's time to wake up and someone is on duty for like waking my, up the divine dragon. Can my wife who wake me up? Basically, there doesn't appear like I could be wrong about this, but there are no S rank uh, supports that I can see in this game, which indicates that there is no actual romantic relationship that you can enter into at all. That would make sense because all these are canon characters from the past, right? Yeah, but they're not like the actual characters. They're more like stands. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. No, you summon them for like superpowers. Oh, OK. Like there, there's a there's a unique cast of characters in Fire Emblem Engage. And then you can via like a summoning ring 
have like some of the past characters that you summon as wait for it emblems <laughs> that come in and like they'll give you like a three turn boost. Okay. Where so like they'll like give like you a stat boost and uh you know whatever their special weapon is and like some kind of super move that you can use once per summon. The power and, of friendship. Yeah. And a couple of other like special abilities that they wouldn't have otherwise. Okay, so that that explains how they're they're sucking people through the time and space galaxy of Fire Emblem. Yeah, they're literally stands. You literally ah. just summon your you literally just summon <laughs> summon your stands. <laughs> You summon your Fire Emblem stands. Summon your sums. Yeah. <laughs> for for like three turns at a time. So like they are like real characters and they do get to talk, but they always have this sort of like, like ghostly power aura around them. And they're always kind of like floating around because they're literally just stands. And so like the real version of Lynn wouldn't know that her essence was sucked out of her for a moment and teleport to this world do you think yeah she sort of like talks about the world where she came from but yeah like they're all basically like yeah okay we've been isekai'd over here to help you so we'll just help out i mean they're gotta be used to that stuff at this point they're just i mean come on they're chill they don't worry about anything anymore I feel like they're all just bloodthirsty in the Fire Emblem universe, and they pretend they care about whatever political intrigue is going on. So there's two weird things in Fire Emblem Engage. The wake up events are actually fairly docile. Okay. Because they're actually just it's like no, no if, one's if crawling into bed. With yeah, you. yeah. I thought that's what I th- <laughs> it sounded like. It was like that. Like it's like three in the morning, and they're like, "Oh, I'm so so uncomfortable being in the bed." No, like, no, well, no. It don't. literally is like someone walks into the room. Oh. And is like, and you can kind of hear them mumbling about like, oh, what's the best way to wake him up? I don't want to make him upset or or be rude or anything like. And then you kind of like, you know, you kind of like the screen is dark, right? And you're hearing yeah, the yeah, dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like the and puff, then you kind of event. like slowly open your eyes and you're a little groggy and you see him standing there and you're like, oh, good morning. I've come to wake you. Mm-hmm. So it's, can, it's generally it, like very fine. Does it? Does, sometimes Nintendo's been weird about, it, but do they care if you're like a guy and a guy wakes you up? No, it's a, everyone comes in because it's not a romantic thing. It's just like well, I know, but it's it's still something that people could be weird about. So yeah. that's that's cool. I'm I'm glad that they don't that that doesn't matter. That's yeah, all. like any any character, and they actually actually have like different events or different. Um, so this could build up to be more weird later because okay. I found out yesterday. That there are actually different levels of events based on, like, how far along your support conversations are with them. Sure. So, yeah, so like, to, like, I don't know, S-rank. maybe the A-level conversations are a little more raunchy than the C-level conversations. <laughs> I don't know. But that's still not the weirdest thing. The weirdest thing, by far, <laughs> maybe in any Fire Emblem game yet. Wow. Is the Polish Rings mechanic. <laughs> okay so after a certain there's, there's a bunch of different ways that um you sort of you level up your support conversations with other characters and then they get like if they're next to each other on the battlefield they get big stat buffs so that's fine you get like different conversations about how they interact with each other and that's all fun um the there's also a bond level with the summons, which gives you access to different um, p- 
passive and active abilities. Mm hmm. As you like, as you keep a ring on for longer and you fight with them for longer, you get, you know, strength plus two, you know, bonuses to when you're using an axe or whatever, um, so on and so forth. Little stuff like that. And then at, at level five, you get like a short conversation and then you gain the ability to like inherit their skills so that you can use some of those abilities when you don't have their ring equipped. Okay. So there's a little bit of, like, character building there. Yeah. Um, so one of the ways that you can level up your bond with the with the emblem characters, the, the crossover characters, is by polishing the rings that they summon from because they get tarnished in battle over time. Yeah, OK, sure. So the screen that I, I'll see if I can find a picture because you'll you'll get an idea of what but, you need the visual here. The, the first thing I thought of when you said it was the, there's that you've probably seen the, the 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 meme or the gif floating around from the Big Lebowski where um, John uh, uh, Turturro, I think his name is the actor, where he's mm -hmm. like shi he's like shining his bowling ball by like having his legs kind of spread apart and he's got the fiber cloth and he's like taking the bowling ball and rubbing them back and forth. It's sort of that's that was the first thing I thought of. So here's the image. OK, sure. You've got the character who is polishing the ring on the left. Hey, speaking of Lynn. <laughs> yeah. And you've got the character who is represented by the ring on the right. And in the middle is the ring. The happiness With some rating. little spots of tarnish. And you can press the A button to rub. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And in some cases, you find a really good spot and then you rub firmly. Okay. <laughs> And then noises come out of the character while you are polishing. No fuck, no way. <laughs> no way. And they will say things like, that tickles, or that feels funny. That feels good. Discipline feels good. <laughs> come on! Hey, you know, I... And once again, they do not discriminate. It can be whoever. That makes me very happy. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. So like they it's not like directly explicit. Like no one is making sounds like they are actually having sex. But there is like a little bit of like, oh, there is no other way to interpret this. Nope. <laughs> it is absolutely unequivocally a, a foreplay. Yep screen in fire emblem yeah 100%. without without saying it or doing it because what else would this be yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> like you're not rubbing their body directly but since their body is housed in the ring you basically are and they are reacting as if you are like this is some proof of birdo's uh, womanhood type stuff going yeah yeah <laughs> like, I mean... also while i was looking for images i found this uh i found this posted on reddit so what is that? <laughs> That's just someone's art of like someone's art of the scene. Yeah, it's just a polishing cloth on Lynn's head, and she's like, "Hey, I like that." Yeah. <laughs> is is Lynn one of the like one of the the most more popular female Fire Emblem characters, or do you think it's just because she's I been around? I mean, in America? I don't know about like in the popularity poll, but she is like 
I, I would say, yeah, she's one of the more popular ones. Well, I think in general. Her, her game was the first to be released in America. I think that's right. On Game Boy, I'm pretty sure. Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Um, I think that's correct. I, I mean, think, also, her, I think her, you're right about that. Her ass is basically hanging out of all of her clothes, so. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah. I, I can't defend it. It's fine. I it's, actually think her. I actually think her outfit is cool. I she's think like, she looks awesome. She's like cool <laughs> horseback archer. No, Lynn's a badass. I like Lynn. I mean, I haven't finished her game ever. I've started it and gotten through the tutorial twice. And <laughs> but, but I like Lynn. I realized. Uh, I realized yesterday because I was looking something up because it's really hard to get money in that game. Oh, and really? there's a lot of things that need money. So I actually looked up like, OK, how do you farm cash? Like, what am I not doing? Because like you, you don't even get money after like random skirmishes and stuff. You have to like specifically go for missions that get money. And even then, it's not much. Hmm. OK, Um. so Is I was like, game... what, what am I not doing? What what's what am I missing? And the answer was basically like. The game basically just chunks money at you as you go through the story. And I'm like, oh, there's the problem because <laughs> I'm getting tied up inside stuff now. But uh, I also in doing so accidentally spoiled for myself how many missions there are. And I was like, whoops, I'm 60 hours in and I'm less than halfway through the story. Oh, yeah, that's that's that can either be a, an overwhelming feeling or an exciting feeling or it's <laughs> somewhere where it's both where you see it at first. and You're like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> right now, like, I'm still I'm still happy about it. Like, I want to go back and play more later today. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm still like having a good time playing it. But I am getting that feeling of like, oh, God, I hope I don't drop this at 80 hours like I did three houses. You will. I probably will. And I really don't <laughs> want to. But like, I literally don't know how to stop myself. You know, you may you, honestly, you may not. You're, you've been on a real, uh, you know, like big game finishing yeah, uh, not kick. streaming them has helped a lot. Yeah, of course, because because I mean, streaming a game like this would take you months. Right. And like what that does is that makes me like the longer it takes me to finish it, the more it feels like an obligation rather than like a joy. Mm. But now that I have now that I've been able to set out more time for myself to just play a game. And specifically, I can kind of like move something out of the want to stream this pile and be like, this is my game for my time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then like I can, it time. makes it a lot easier to focus on that game because any time that I had, like usually I'll end up stuck because I'm like, well, I really I have a little bit of free time, but I want to play a video game, but I don't want to play this, this or this because I might stream those. Mm, right even yeah. though those are the three games that i probably want to play the most right but i'm like mm -hmm. god but that but stream though i gotta save it for stream i gotta share it with the people i gotta share it with people so lately what i've done is i've been like this probably won't make a good stream game and it'll take too long so this is my game for my time and it's made it a lot easier to just pour time into that whenever i feel like it mm. moving back to the tv being screwed up in the hotel room Mm -hmm. It wasn't yes. just the HDMI. It had this weird thing where the after about 15 minutes of continuous play, the picture started to split <laughs> like a, like a couple inches from the bottom. There would be a split in the picture 
where like that part of the picture is suddenly like a half second behind the rest of the picture. I, I think my favorite part of all of this is that you could just pick your game system up and play it in your hands. No, it has to be on a TV, Tom. Like, like it's, it's the perfect, this is like the best story because the solution is literally at the, your fingertips. I mean, I, I was like, if it comes down to it, I will just take it out of the dock. But damn it, I brought the dock on the flight all the way out here, took up significantly more space in my backpack and in the luggage to make that happen. Yep. yep. Just so that I could play from the comfort of my bed and I don't have to be holding the screen up in front of my in front of my face the whole time because that gets tiring after three hours. (laughs) And I'd rather just have a controller in my lap and not have to be staring at it the whole time. That's that's easier for me. Man, so I literally I, spent like my first two hours in that hotel room. Mind you, our first day there consisted of a red eye flight that arrived arrived at 630 in the morning. Oh, yeah, that's that's a fun flight. Those kind of flights. And then we got to the hotel and they were like, your room's not ready yet. And you were like, yeah, that makes sense. We're yeah, really, really not, early. <laughs> like the other people haven't even left yet. Yeah, exactly. And then we're like, okay, well, we'd like early check in as early as you can get it. And we're thinking like, ah, maybe like 11 or noon, they'll let us check in because someone will be out of there. Um, So we go out and we do some initial grocery shopping, you know, like you do when you're going to be in a new place for a week. Go out and grab some things for the hotel room. Go out and uh, there was a brunch place across the street and we hadn't eaten. So I had like these really good like blueberry Danish pancakes. Oh, oh, I was really good. That really would put right, right the hell to sleep, though. Yep. If if I hadn't slept that much, and then I stuffed myself, full I had of that. slept an hour. I had slept an hour, then went to the airport, had like a three hour flight. Did you sleep on the plane? Oh no, you don't. You don't do that, right? Nope. Yeah. It's certainly not on a flight that short. Oh hell, man! I would have. I would have. I would have zonked. Nope. No. No chance. <laughs> um, especially since we were like not in good seats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that that matters to me. No, I get that. Well, you're a little taller than I am, too. So that that also makes it harder to find a comfy, comfy spot. Um, I realized recently that part of the reason is that I don't actually allow myself to extend my legs because my backpack is always under the seat in front of me and it's taking up all of the space. Yeah, that's that's why I pretty much try to almost exclusively if I can manage it, have an aisle seat because then I can just stick my leg into the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then it doesn't bother me because otherwise it's really it does get tight because I can put one leg between my backpack and yep. the seat. But both is I'm screwed. And so then the aisle helps with that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. If you can do it like the Absolutely. aisle seat is better for that reason. Although I, depending on the length of the flight after 14 hours sitting kind of like twisted where one leg is out in the aisle still isn't that comfortable. Yeah. The last the one. So when we went to, to Spain. At one point in the flight, I just woke up and I went to the back of the plane where no one really was because it was like where the like they keep the food carts and all that. Oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah. I, I just did some leg stretches. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, absolutely. I just was like the the, <laughs> the uh, um, flight attendant came by and was like, oh, can I get you anything? Can, nope. I'm just going to I'm just doing some stretches like an idiot. It's <laughs> just like, that's great. You have fun. I was like, OK. <laughs> yep. I mean, they get it. They yeah, totally sure. understand it. For sure. You, it felt really weird at first. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Screw it. The hell do I care? They know. They again. know it's a long flight. Well, that was get, less weird than the person up. going to the bathroom that then like 
you know, I was just doing like a weird stretch and they're looking at me. I'm like, hey, what's up? Don't look at me anymore. Yeah. Like, you don't have to stare at me. Yes, I'm stretching on the airplane. <laughs> what so, were we talking about? <sighs> oh, you were sleepy. Blueberry yeah, pancakes. We went, we went and got, we went and got brunch. It was really breakfast, but it was like a, it was one of those places that serves breakfast and they close at like three. Mm, yeah. So it's essentially a brunch place. Uh, it was like right across the street from the hotel. And we were like, that looks fun. And it was. It was very, very good. Um, and then we went out and we did our grocery shopping. And there was an H Mart nearby, which is like a, a, a sort of Korean grocery store chain. Okay. Uh, we picked up some things there and we were like, cool. Now we got this box full of stuff. Um, box, not bag, because Colorado has actually like banned the use of free uh, plastic bags at grocery stores. So you have to bring your reusable or else pay like 25 cents or whatever per plastic yeah, Seattle, bag. Seattle was like that when I went uh, for like the Dota International stuff yeah. handful of years ago. So then we get back to the hotel at around like 1130, right? 10, 1030, 11, 1130, something like that. Around 11. Yeah, I was and gonna we say, go it's back been up like, and we're like, hey, how the, the, did we got any... Any chance there's a room available yet? Can we get into? And they're like, no, we're still working on it. We're, uh, yeah, we'll let you know. And we're like, cool. We'll be over here on this couch. <laughs> Ten feet away from the, uh, from the, you know, from the desk, from the front desk. Trying to stay awake. <laughs> uh, trying to sleep, honestly. <laughs> at that fair. point. Fair, fair. Like, we're just going to put all of our stuff down here. You're holding on to our bags and we're going to pass out and we're just like sit here and you come over and tell us when we can check into our room. Three hours pass. Yeah. And I was going to say I said three when, when I was joking. Yep. <laughs> it was about two thirty something. Yeah, sure. And the lady from the front desk is like, oh, I was blowing up your phone trying to tell you that your uh, our phones had long since died <laughs> because the chargers were in the suitcases that they were holding for us. <laughs> Like behind the front desk and we were yeah. we could have gone and been like, can we get those back now? But we were like, ah, yeah. surely we won't be waiting for that long. <laughs> right. Um, We didn't so, see you there. <laughs> so both of our phones died. and We're just sitting there on the couch, literally 10 feet in direct eye shot of the front desk. And we are like glancing over there every like five to 10 minutes to see if they're going to make eye contact with us Any movement? and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, come on over. <laughs> So the lady comes over and is like, oh, I didn't know where you were. Your room's been ready for like an hour. <laughs> and like absolutely wrecked. I I'm so mad still. <laughs> so, yeah, like, like we wasted half a day just <laughs> sitting in a hotel lobby waiting and the thing is, could we have gone out and done other stuff? Sure, but we're running on an hour of sleep and a heavy breakfast. There's no energy. We've got all we got like a box full of groceries that we're sitting next to that we just want to bring upstairs. Like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? I'm not going to drive into downtown and start going to like, I'm not going to go climb a mountain. <laughs> I'm exhausted. All I want to do is go sleep. 
<laughs> so then I get in there and like the first thing I'm thinking of is I want to sleep. But then I'm like, let me get the switch hooked up first, which turns into like a Two 90 hours. minute endeavor. <laughs> that reminds me of being at a hotel as a kid where they just had the, all the things blocked and everything was bolted to the back of the thing. And, you know, yep. that was we couldn't unscrew it. You, there's nothing you could do. And my cousin and I were like, well, what are we going to do? Because we had my I think it was this, yeah, we had the 64 and we went to the the lobby tv had none of those things so we, we just unhooked all of the stuff from the lobby tv and hooked it up there when people weren't like no one was around to say anything because it was kind of late and we just spent you know all night playing the 64 on the lobby tv because they didn't think to lock that down uh-huh so that was fun yeah there i i considered it there was a lobby <laughs> yeah. TV, and I was like, what if we just brought the Switch downstairs and we just hung out and played, like, Switch Every sports with people? Everyone can watch you polish your rings. Oh, God. I No, I would not have. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. I would have made it, like, I would have made it, like, a party game where it's like, hey, who wants to do, like, Switch bowling? You could have bought one, two Switch. Or Switch more, or whatever it's Everybody called. Won Everybody won two Switch. Everybody Yeah. I've been watching some, uh, I've been watching some, like, streams and gameplay videos of that. I I still think that that's one of the least deserving Switch games to get a sequel, but I understand why they did it. I, I think it's just low-hanging fruit, and I think yep. it's cool for the people that are going to get enjoyment out of it. I don't care. I, I just don't care at all. But I did have a thought of, hmm, I wonder if this would be fun for a classroom full of students when we want to just have, like, a chill day or, like, yeah. do something fun at the end of the semester. It's like, oh, so I, I, I have thought, I've thought about buying it so that we could do that. Yeah. So I, I don't know, I might. I, I don't it know does, yet. It feels like a game where the, the fun isn't so much the game itself. No. So much as it is just laughing at each other doing the actions. That's all it is. The game is stupid. Like, if you were to just take the... I mean, one of the things is literally freaking bingo. Yep. <laughs> like, that's not... Straight up. That's, that's not an exciting experience, but it's exciting with people that you enjoy being around. I suppose you could have prizes or something, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's that was one of those, you know, Nintendo doesn't even care about it because they released it before the Shadow Nintendo Direct and right, didn't right, mention right. it once. <laughs> yep. They didn't say anything. I will say this. They are trying to tap into some of the Jackbox energy. Yeah, because you can connect to that game with your cell phone. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, so the, I, the, I get it Well, in the campaign. The advertising campaign was a bunch of big streamer people. I don't know any of them, but I showed the thing to my sister. She's like, oh, I watched that person. She does cozy, cozy game streams or something. Yep. Um, so they're, they're, they're absolutely trying to tap into that. It's Nintendo trying to acknowledge that streamers could make them a lot of money without, you know, w without actually saying it because they're, they're still also, stuck in the 80s. They're also really trying to tap back into that Wii audience. Yeah, they are. Yeah, for sure. The, the Wii audience of like old people who don't really who will buy their console and two games. And those two games are Wii Sports and Carnival games. <laughs> hey that's what my my i think my dad and stepmom owned that yeah they owned that's it. right a lot of people owned it they had we fit. It no they a, had we fit they had we fit they had the the, the balance board too oh yeah 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 but was cool. there was a bunch of games like that where it's like hey you can just kind of swing this thing around in a motion that is familiar to you and play a game that is familiar to you and everyone was like cool yeah hey I'm excited for uh, um, the WarioWare game. I want I want to move it like a moron, like wiggle your body around. Looks so. Oh stupid. yeah, honestly, like I'll 
you know, I'll sell out for a WarioWare game. I'm, that, I'm totally down. Well, because it's, you know, it's only going to be at most five seconds of doing whatever the motion yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of chaos that seems incredibly fun with a bunch of people that don't want to do this normally. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like the, the every once you swear, everybody switched to the, the commercial for that is almost infuriating because it's like eight people that are dressed like they're going to some hipster party thing. Yeah. And it's like, come on, nobody looks like this. Just have regular people playing your video game. Why uh, is real- nobody in this commercial in their pajamas? Nobody, nobody has shorts or a graphic t-shirt on. And like, <laughs> what, who are you trying to, who are you trying to sell this to? What are you trying to prove? <laughs> so it's, it's, I don't know. I, f- I feel, I feel like WarioWare is the perfect middle ground of, hey, want want to do some waggle? But yeah, while while pulling nose hair out of somebody, <laughs> I will also say that like while there have been a number of pretty good WarioWare games, yeah, um, there, I mean there was another one on Switch recently, but yeah, it, it was, was like two such years a, ago. Yeah, it was ago. it was different. It was oh, like it was, it's, it was way different because it it felt more like a platformer because you're you're like controlling all of these characters differently, right? Mm-hmm. Well, because after we played WarioWare, the the first WarioWare, I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. I want to play more WarioWare. So yeah. I re-downloaded the, the demo because I had played it with the, the first one. I can't think of what it's called. Uh, WarioWare. Uh, it's something. <sighs> it's not Shake It. What no, the, there is the a Shake It, but that's not what it is. Oh, it's going to bother me. Um, it's um something something together. Uh, 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 Move it together. Uh, get, get it, get it, get, get it together. Get it together. So I re-download that. I was like, no, no, I didn't like this. This is not what I want. Whereas yeah, Move It feels more like what I want, which is just something dumb with motion controls, but not all motion controls. And So if you played Smooth Moves for the Wii. Oh, I did not. Smooth Moves feels like what this is going to be. Oh, okay. Smooth Moves is like, like Smooth Moves is one of the best ones because it actually has a bunch of different, uh, the, the, Mini games are split into like how you hold the Wiimote. Oh, cool! So if you're so, holding it like like a gamepad, like you know, yeah. uh, then it, then it does it gives those kind of yeah. Controls. Some of them are some of them are like horizontal gamepad. Some of them you hold it like remote style. But then there's some where it's like hold it upright like an umbrella. Hold it flat in your palm like you're balancing it. Right. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Hold it. You know. Hold it in this configuration. Hold it in that configuration. And all of the mini games are, you know, are built around you doing something with it from that position okay so this is so basically move it is like a direct sequel to it feels like it but smooth uh, smooth moves also feels like the last real warioware game right 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 yeah so that's that's oh okay so saying it's a sequel is kind of just by saying it's a warioware game that's not trying to do a different gimmick right okay because because like get it together was fun but it felt different and there was one that I can't remember what it was called for the Wii U that was also different because it was trying to rely too much on the game. Yeah, I do remember that. I don't remember what it was called either. Um, I, I do think it's weird that both Switch, if memory serves me correctly, Wario games, he's ripping his clothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, what? We, at some point... No kind of person has wiggled around in their shirt so much that their stomach busts through it. What? Yeah. I don't know the implication of this of this Nintendo. <laughs> Maybe he should just buy bigger shirts. <laughs> At least I think the other one he was doing the split. So then it's just like the comedy of. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You can't do the splits. The other one, I'm like, you know. 
you know what? I'm not sure I like where this is going. <laughs> I mean, I suppose they've they've done some work recently to make Waluigi into like a sex symbol. No shit. Well, have you seen some of like so in in Strikers he does like the he does oh, like he the does. pelvic chop, yeah, right? Yeah, he does. You're right. But now he's doing all this like flamenco shit with the rose in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, you're not wrong. You're so not like wrong. they're kind of moving him in that direction and maybe they're like, "Hey, Wario is, you know, can also do like I guess fat stripper stuff." <laughs> or well, something. If he, was, if he was taking his shirt off sexily, that would be cool. Would it? <laughs> I'd be okay with it. A, a big dude can get sexy with himself. I have no problem with that. Wario's allowed to to embrace that part of him. It's way you're right. weird. You're right. It's you're way, right. It's way weirder that his shirt's just like ripping open because he's fat. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> you know what? That's less weird than ring polishing. <laughs> hey, uh, we'll talk about this in a different podcasts because we got to get moving forward. But Tears we of do. the Kingdom is fantastic. I, I assume you've started getting into some of your uh, engineering projects. I have played the game for 150 hours and I have not done a single story quest. Excellent. Well, I mean, outside of like what, what I had to do in the very yeah, beginning. You, you, there's a certain amount of stuff I assume you have to do on rails before the game opens up. It, it, it's really weird because it doesn't feel like it. Like I played the game for four hours before I got out of the tutorial zone. I was like, oh, right. This is the tutorial. Right. Um, That's cool. It, That's a good feeling. They do a great job of just being like, Here's the game. Play it. It's in. I I love when Nintendo does that. When Nintendo designs a game and they they don't want to just bombard you with text boxes. Yeah. Now there has to be some because of the mechanics that are involved right, in terms right, right. of like getting getting it going. But for the most part, it's like yeah, do what you want. Get to it's it's like here are the tools. Get to the three temples. Figure it out in the very beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's so freaking awesome. I love it. I love it, it so. It really much. harkens back to like early zelda game design where it's like here's a world yeah here's what you can do go yeah it's it's so cool i've i've had so many moments of just that that where it's just like bliss like that childhood feeling of awe where you're just like oh man it's so cool like like where you stop and you just put the control i mean i didn't literally put the controller down but i, I know what you mean the, though like like if i was doing like you know content on the internet i would have put the controller down and looked lovingly at the screen like wow it's amazing this is happening like yeah. that that sort of feeling yeah, where yeah, yeah. it's so awesome this game is so good i love it immensely it's 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 incredible i, I mean i still have a voucher I, so if you didn't care for Breath of the Wild, you probably won't care for Tears of the Kingdom. Here's the thing. I would say I don't care. You should still play it because the building stuff, it's so fucking fun. Like, like, <laughs> it's not even that I didn't like Breath of the Wild. I like I made a video for fandom well, game PV at the time. Yeah. About all of the things that Breath of the Wild does right and how interesting and cool it is. And like, I, I really enjoyed it. And then I just didn't really get anywhere in it. That's fine. So that's what I think. I think that's the problem. If, if you care about completing the game, you can just beat the game. If I stopped playing Tears of the Kingdom today and I don't know what happened in the rest of the story, would I be curious? Sure. But I wouldn't care. I got so much out of the game already that I feel like I've, I'm good. If, if you buy the game and you play it for 30 hours and you don't do anything other than mess around with building stuff, you will have gotten your money's worth because what they're what they've done is something so unique. And that's what makes it cool. That's that's what I love about it is that's a the, really good review for it. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's it just it's I've, I've seen some of the engineering stuff that people do and mm -hmm. not even like just the silly 
Like, not even just, like, the silly, wild, like, oh, look, I made a self-powered automobile thing right. by putting an electric choo-choo in the thing that powers the wheels or whatever. Yeah. Not even that stuff, but just, like, really simple stuff. Like, hey, I've created, like, a functional gear system. Yeah. No, dude, even simpler shit than that. Like, you okay, get to the top of this mountain. You can climb up it, which is already still revolutionary for most open world games, because usually you're blocked off, right? You have to do it at specific points that are yeah, typically Yeah, you're either blocked white. off or you're Skyrim horsed. Right, right. So so in this one, I was like, huh, I got to get to the top of this, but my stamina bar is still too low. So I just attached a rocket ship to, or a rocket to my shield, held my shield out and launched myself into fucking space and landed <laughs> on top of the mountain. It was so cool. Like, I felt so good. I can't even, I, I'm usually pretty good about catching myself from, from too many expletives, but I just can't. I, I love this. This game is so fun. Maybe, it's, maybe we check the explicit box on this one. It's fine. Maybe, I just, I've, I have, I, it's been such a long time since I've played a game that I've felt so free to do it. Anything I want in whatever way. Like, I mean, even just dumb stuff, like that when they plop you in the real world and you can start building stuff, um, I spent like an hour and a half right in the beginning of the game trying to get a stupid rock to roll on wheels mm-hmm. that I could then ride into the first town. I mean, I did other things too. Like at first I built like a wooden one, then yeah, one yeah. that was just like just wheels. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I could put this on a rock. I could make the rock move probably. <laughs> it was just like all this really dumb stuff. And it's it's super simple. I'm not creative. Like I don't have that sort of creative energy to make the cool stuff that's probably floating around on the internet. But I... I I can see how they give you the tools to do it. Yeah, and that yeah, yeah. is just beautiful. I don't know. I, I it's I love it. The game is so cool. <laughs> did you ever play Scribblenauts? I did. I did not play it enough, but I played it a little bit, and I don't. But you're know. familiar with the concept. Yes. Yeah. 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 It feels like yes, like it's that level of freedom. But like Scribblenauts has the problem of like oh, there's maybe a little too much freedom, but also <laughs> like the base game mechanics and how things interact with those things is kind of bored. Yeah, that's 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 so what happened with Scribble Knots like this is awesome. I love this. And I was like, "Oh, I don't want to play this actually. Like this is eh. it doesn't it doesn't feel good to play." Whereas Zelda is this insane game where they have designed the whole game as if you can't do all of that shit. Like the the you could go through the entire game without building too many huge contraptions or even uh breaking the game by flying off of like the sky tower things and flying into stuff like they, the whole game was designed in a way that you could play it just like an open world 3d Zelda, or you could do insane stuff, right? It's it, the, the, the amount of freedom they gave the player is just unbelievable. It's like the problem with scribble knots is that like, it doesn't feel good to play. It's kind of the little big planet problem. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Where it's, where it's like, Oh, you have this really neat open thing where you can just be really creative and, and create whatever you want. But it sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't feel fun to yeah. do those things. Yes. And yeah. and also the scribble knots problem is like, well, yeah, I could write in like try to get the game to recognize things like, you know, magical fire scimitar. <laughs> you know. But ultimately, how many damn problems in that game are are solved? By the words wings and gun. (laughs) True. And so you could fall into you could you could fall into that same trap in Zelda where you solve everything in more or less the same way, but you don't have to. And it's easy to not, which is what I think makes it fun. It's also fun 
to like actually try other things out. Whereas it's in, so fun. Whereas in Scribblenauts, it's like in Scribblenauts, the problem is like trying to find the creative solution to the problem is usually more jank and less fun. Yeah, <laughs> and and the shrines. I think some people will probably complain that the shrines are too straightforward because technically you could do any of them in any order, right? Uh-huh. So they're all kind of in some ways a tutorial for how to do whatever it is. Not not fully because most of the time the solutions are like, oh yeah, I, I see it, I get it, like I know what to do. I, let me just find the piece to do it. Um, but there are some real gems in there where you're just you you figure it out after a couple minutes or maybe twenty minutes or something of toying with something or whatever, and, you, and once it comes together, you're like, oh, what if this works? And then it works, and you're so excited about it. Yeah, honestly, the feeling of, like that's that's really one of my favorite things in yes. video games, and yeah. I usually like it in a more straightforward sense. But the idea of like, what if you could? I wonder if this would work the way that I'm thinking it does. And then you try it. And not only does it work, but it works in such a way that like they thought about it first and designed it to work. (laughs) Right. And I think that's why I think you would actually like the shrines a lot. I really like the shrines, too, because there's something nice about it being contained. So in the shrine realm, you know, everything you need is inside it. So and it's it's fairly straightforward. Like, here's the puzzle. Here's all the parts. Figure it out. And I really like that. So I think you would get a kick out of that, too, because there's still a lot of creative ways to do it. Like, for instance, there was one where I, you're, I don't know what you were supposed to do, actually, but it had something to do with lifting something up and probably rewinding time. I didn't sure. want to be bothered with that. So I stuck two poles together and then a treasure chest. I don't know if they expected you to move or take with you and put that like the horizontally, like long ways, I guess, and stuck that to the bottom of the poles, propped up the platform did a teleport through both platforms and then did an awkward running jump to get to the place I needed to be instead of doing whatever they wanted me to do. I was like, yeah, that's, that feels fun. (laughs) Yeah. It's honestly like, okay, here's the intended solution, but I wonder if I can do it this way instead. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so, so, um, I don't know if it was, I, I, I don't remember who one of, one of my friends linked it to me, but it was somebody completing the game without using the hang gliding hang glider at all. Oh yeah. So like the game is, it's, I don't know. I love it. And that's all I'll say about that. We can we can we can move on to to uh, the either the oh wait, do we have do we have polls or not polls? Uh, we will, but we can do it after the we can do it after the break. Well, let's break. Let's break it up. Hey, before I get to the before I get to the letter. Yeah. Um, I did something uh, that may be of interest to you. Oh, what's that? Uh, yesterday with Jesse, uh, we sat down and watched movies Wow, what movies did you watch? <laughs> um, Back to the Future 1 and 2. Oh, that's fun. That's actually pretty fun. Those, never, those are, I'd oh, seen one, like, years ago <laughs> when I was at home with my parents. We watched the first one. Yeah. Never the second or third. The I I like all... I haven't seen them in so many years, but I remember enjoying all of them when I was little. Um, um The first one is, a is like, a fun little, like, very personal... Yeah romp because it's like it's like oh like like i'm getting to know my parents in their you know when they were my age yeah the first one is as a studio being like we'll make this on a lower budget the second one is like yeah whatever (laughs) you're now an attraction time let's hit all the time periods and also like (laughs) do some cool retread stuff from the first movie (laughs) where we're taking like an alternate path or an alternate vision through that time period 
<laughs> yeah, you you know you've you know you hit a movie in the big time when people are already excited to see an alternate version of the store like the universe <laughs> before it's even been a few years. <laughs> I the second movie did something that I don't think I have ever seen before. What's that? Like at the end of the movie, it hits you with a to be continued, <laughs> and then drops a full movie trailer for the next movie before it even rolls the credits yeah. it might be the first time it's been done yeah and here is the, the the matrix did it the, the the second matrix did it for the third movie oh it was did it out, yeah because it's coming like, out like and six it showed later. like wholesale cuts from the third movie well the, whole, that the third movie been made the third movie was already completely finished yeah yeah so they showed just straight up a trailer the the trailer for the third movie played at the end of the second movie here is here is the problem that I have with that on a on a personal level is like the second movie ends with Marty McFly stranded in 1955. Yeah, yeah. Cuz all of the car there's like two different DeLoreans from different time periods now. <laughs> like there's the one that he originally took back and then there's the oh. one that is featured through like the the second movie. Yeah, that has like the the sort of compost fusion reactor, so they don't have to <laughs> That's right. rely on plutonium anymore. <laughs> yeah, because that was like they realized that that was really writing them into a corner. <laughs> um, so at the end of the second movie, both cars are gone, right? Yeah, and it's he's stuck there in 1955, and you have no idea how he is going to get back to any other time period, much less his own. Mm -hmm. and that's where it leaves it it's like he <laughs> runs into like 1955's doc brown and is like hey i need your help i yeah no you just sent me back to the future roll credits but <laughs> like but i'm a different one that already did that and came back after that again later <laughs> and i need your help and then they're like and then they flash to be continued and then the entire the entire preview is just showing him doing things in a different time period. <laughs> so like they leave you on this cliffhanger of like, how is he going to get to the other time period? How is he but going he to get it. out of 1955? <laughs> and then like the trailer might as well be like, find out next time on Frieza defeated. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Don't even worry. That problem gets solved in the first five minutes. You don't even have to care about it. Look at all this wild West shit. I was going to say they go to the wild West. <laughs> I, my understanding is most people really hate the third one. I also understand that. I um, haven't seen it yet. We watched one and two yesterday and then we were like, that's enough camp for now. I, I don't remember. I don't remember the third one very well. To be honest, I don't really remember the the second one that well either. Um, the second I, one is kind is ambitious. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of cool what they're starting to do with like the, the split timeline situation. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I love a time travel movie because they're always so stupid when you think about them. Yeah, that's it's there's. It's, it's, there's so much contrivance and boy, like Jesse and I were like laughing our asses off because <laughs> they're Marty's girlfriend in that movie is like not even a character. She gets like two scenes. Oh, yeah. Nothing. And we go like and they make her seem like she's a big deal. 
like he gets back at the end of the first movie and she's like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. And then they kiss and then it's like, you're such a sight for sore eyes. I missed you so much. And then at the end of the first movie, they lead into the second one where it's like, we have to go. It's about your kids. So it's like, okay, well, they do get married and have kids then. We, like, this concerns her, too. And it's like, oh. So I started the second movie, and it's like, she's in the car. It's cool that it picks up literally from the exact second that the first one leaves yeah. off. I do appreciate yeah. that. Um, But then, like, they do the whole thing of, like, this concerns her, too. It's about your kids in the future. <laughs> And then I'm oh, like, cool, because yeah, she right. didn't really get that much characterization in the first. Yeah. So it's like, cool, now she gets to be a character. Cut to five minutes into the second movie when Doc Brown, like, knocks her out with a, with a like, men in black, like, eye phaser <laughs> thing. And then they just, like, lay her out on a dumpster. And all right, all right. She was asking. She was asking too many questions. We're gonna just lay her out over here, and she'll be fine. We'll pick her up when we're done. (laughs) And then she continues. Like she gets like one scene where she runs into like her older self. Yeah. In mind you, the far flung future year of 2015. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It's always fun to see like a time travel future movie. That is like from years that have already gone by. <laughs> and I'm like, we're well, looking I mean, at like we're looking at some of the stuff where it's like, OK, so you've got keypad entry for your door. Like, that's real. Yeah. And if, you know, someone takes a taxi and the taxi is like a hundred and something dollars. and I'm like rampant inflation. Check. <laughs> OK. And he like taps to pay. And I'm like, that's real. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> Flying cars still no. That's never that can't happen for a a very long time. You know, the one thing that really upset me about this is just sort of like an inconsistency in the movie. Don't let me pick out all of them. No, one of them in particular is like early on in the movie. They're like, we got flying cars and they show the, the car salesman where it's like, you know, my my grandfather had to worry about things like traffic. But right, now yes. we have flying cars, so we don't have to worry about traffic anymore. <laughs> and then, like, 45 minutes later, they're like, ah, there's traffic on the Skyway. <laughs> it's going to take us too long to get there. Yeah. It's like, but you just said. <laughs> no, no traffic. It's the there's future. no traffic, except, I mean, when the, except when the plot demands it. Literally, the reason we can't have flying cars is infrastructure. <laughs> like, yes. How would that even work? Unless it's all AI controlled, and then do you really want the sky filled with fucking cars? It like not it, it depends on who designs the self driving tech. If it's Tesla, uh, no. Well, also let's not forget we, this is not even taking into consideration things like people throwing shit out of their windows. That's correct. Like so, so it would have to be. It would not only have to be illegal, illegal. It would have to be impossible. For yes. you to open your window to throw trash out of it. Yeah, honestly, I think that would be the solution is like, OK, you have a flying car like you don't get to open things while you're in flight. Uh, there, there's there's so many th- there's so many issues beyond just the like the the the, the technological aspects of making a car fly. Uh, you have to that, also deal with people. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say the thing that's always concerned me about flying cars is like there are more car accidents on the ground than there are like basically any other type of accident. Yeah, you want to give them the ability to fly into a 30-story building? Yeah, like you that's what I'm saying is that it would not, it could not be people 
piloted. It would right. have to be. It would have to be a computer that yeah. that does it. it. It would not. We are not responsible <laughs> enough as a species, and I don't mean that in a in a damning way. I just mean myself included. Yeah, we are no, sometimes I trust <laughs> myself behind a flying car, <laughs> like, like at no. all. Like, could you imagine parking that shit? Like, oh shit! Like, you know, like I've I've accidentally you know gone forward when I meant to go backwards because I put the car in reverse. Mm-hmm. That's going to be way different if I'm <laughs> floating in space. You pull in, you pull a little bit too far in a parking lot and your car goes up because you hit the, you hit the, the bumper or whatever, or the curb. Like like you flip sideways or some shit. You're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Like, I don't know. There, there, there is no way that that's happening until AI is perfected. If that's And like, if it's heavily regulated and there's a lot of, like, flying on a commercial airliner is one of the safest things you can do on Earth. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But that's because everyone is freaking scared of it. <laughs> and so they go super ham on making sure it's the safest thing you can possibly do. Yeah. My, like the my, safety regulations are through the roof. Yeah, my sisters. Well, they were dating. They're not dating anymore, but they're friends. Uh, he's a he's a uh, uh, what's it called? Airline like controller. Um, oh, air traffic controller. Air traffic. Yeah, thank you. And he he actually just finally he got the he wanted to work at DTW, so that's where he's at now. But there's nice. so many rules there that is like you can only do this job for X number of years and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They treat it like you know, like like a an almost like an athlete where once you're a certain age, like yeah, you probably shouldn't do you you can't do this sport anymore. Like you yeah, can't do yeah, this yeah. job. So it's like you said, it's it's highly regulated because nobody wants to deal with the aftermath of that when if at yeah. all possible. Um, so flying cars would need that type of regulation. Yeah, it would have to be at that level of regulation before it was before it was a thing. And at that point, you're basically just talking like we already have planes. Yeah, yeah. So would, like, would, why would you even need to drive them yourself? Like the the version of this that would need to exist is like flying buses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's, that's more realistic than than in, uh, personal cars. Like, yeah, than self drive, like actually, like personal cars that you drive yeah like i would get onto a flying bus sure yeah i would try it out where like a highly a highly professional and trained driver slash pilot is taking you from place to place yeah yeah like fine cool awesome yeah i mean those pilots are are so well trained in planes i mean <laughs> like what's that's the, the they made a movie out of it the um i think denzel played the pilot where he was like on cocaine and all this shit, but he was still managed to, like, make the plane do the backflip to get everybody safely to the ground, but then he was in trouble because he was on drugs while he did it, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, like, I don't you know, remember that one. It was, it's a, it was a true story about a guy who, he ended up in, he ended up, well, it, it's, it's a, it was a good movie. Is it an older one or is it a newer one? I want to say it's from the middle of the 2000s, but maybe it was early. I'll consider that older. It's pretty old at this point. Like, yeah. like, um, but it was, it was an interesting movie because it was just a guy who basically saved everybody's life. But he since he was on, you know, hard drugs, everybody was like, you shouldn't have done that. Cause they, the, right, the air right. traffic controllers and everyone said, you shouldn't do this. You should do it like this. Cause it's going to be the best. And he's like, no, I have to do it like this. Otherwise it won't work. And so he did it like that and saved everybody's life. But at the same time he was on drugs. So maybe there's a better way to do it. Right. Sure. Um, so, but I'm only bringing that up because that's the kind of training that, you know, the pilots have <laughs> right where, yeah but they're on fucking drugs and they're like no i can do this better <laughs> yeah no the and, muscle and then, memory's still there it's fine right <laughs> so that's the kind of people that can fly buses <laughs> all right we're 13 minutes in I, i'm calling i'm calling a stop to the back to the future conversation but i did i did want to bring that up um 
So two things this week. Uh, we have the game elimination, but I also wanted to bring up that uh, Swoggle sent us an email about Pulse Man. Oh, cool. Uh, so cue the music and we'll do both. Um, Swoggle said, hey, I haven't finished the episode yet, but I just wanted to say that I that I both had a Sega channel gr- growing up and Whoa! also played Pulse Man. That's sick. I didn't know it was exclusive to the Sega channel until you brought it up. I remember playing it often, but I never got very far. The game was fun, but childhood me thought the controls were really loose and hard to really control perfectly. Yeah, fair. Swoggles, you are correct. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, as an adult, the controls are very loose and hard to control perfectly. Um, the only thing that really saves it is that the controls are loose, but you have a lot of freedom. Yeah, and honestly, what saved it for me is just that it was kind of a, like a cool piece of history and yeah. that sometimes I can overlook like I don't know if I would have cared about that game that much as a kid to be completely honest if it thinking, didn't have game freak attached to it right like I don't know I don't I, I really can't say uh but I I that's so cool that you had a, a second channel you are the first person that I have I, well, I suppose talked at that I know of that has had a second channel account that's sick yeah I I've never like I honestly went a decent portion of my life not knowing that that existed. Yeah, and I thought and Sega's this first... podcast has really brought some some gems to light. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, the Genesis probably would have had a longer tail and a better overall, like a better overall reception if some of these just came out as regular games on the console instead of them supporting it for like two years and then freaking out and trying to like pour everything into add-ons and new consoles. Yeah, for sure. I, there, there's Sega. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really especially highlighted today is no surprise is that a lot of people give the, the, the sound chip on the Genesis so much crap. And even we have sometimes where it all kind of just sounds like that same Genesis-y sound. But wow. Jesus. Yeah, but holy, you know, good God. Some games sound so good. Some game, like it's, I think the Genesis, like if you can write your music in a particular style. Yeah. Like it, it's not going to do like classical, heavily instrumental music. Like you're not going to get a good orchestration on that <laughs> no. sound card. No, but you can get really good, like ethereal sounds like echo um, it does the, the I mean, really sure. grungy 90s, like, guitar-type sounds really well. Uh, there's and some I mean, swanky, like, jazzy music yep. in Shinobi 2. Yes. Revenge of Shinobi. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's Kushiro. what I was going to say, too, is, like, some like some good modern, like, modern jazz or, like, club or, like, <laughs> it's Yuzo Koshiro. Like, like Shinobi Koshiro's, 2 is incredible. I think he somehow managed to put in a sound chip in all of the games that he made. Because, God, they, it sounds so good. It's, I mean, okay, that's not fair. We did play, uh, uh, what's the one with the the um, Aladdin? Landstalker? No, that's oh, we what we're thinking about playing. No, no, yet, but the I other want one. to. We played it like... Crusader uh, of Senti. No, eh, we played it like a month or two ago. Beyond Oasis? Be- or three months, four months ago. Maybe it was longer than that. I don't know. Yeah, Beyond Oasis. That music in that game kind of sucked, and that was it by sucks. him. So, yeah. So, so he's, not, he's not perfect here. But when... When he's perfect, my my goodness, it's a whole another level. When of he's on, it's perfect. When he's not, it ugh. yeah, yeah. Because because this has nothing to do with the the, the letter. But I was I, just I, I do can't also help it. think that with Yuzo Koshiro, it's like the music in Shinobi Two, Revenge of Shinobi. 
Yeah. Um, feels like Yuza Koshiro was like let loose and they were like, hey, write what you want. I think that's honest to God the story of it. I don't know that for a fact, but it sure as hell feels like. Because I don't know that it necessarily fits a ninja game, but damn if it doesn't jam. It's, I mean, look, we'll talk about this more in a minute, but I I don't really care about the Revenge of Shinobi, but listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, before we get to it, uh, Fortnite or Bubsy, what dies? I, I guess I don't, I've, I think I'll keep Bubsy. Because at least I agree. there's like there's like some funny memes with Bubsy and I don't I just I truly don't care about Fortnite. Yeah, it's it's this isn't like a this isn't a hate kill for Fortnite. No, I mean, no, Fortnite no. beat out Nights into Dreams to get to the second round. So, like, <laughs> you know, that was that was pure spite. <laughs> that was just my spite overrode any taste. Well, you know what it was? Is like it was like. No feelings versus negative feelings. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. This is now no feelings versus like, I don't know. I'm in the Cuso Grande community and the Cuso Grande community wouldn't be the same without Bubsy because it's kind of like one of the standard bears. I mean, so my introduction like to Bubsy, Bubsy was- and Karnov and like, <laughs> yeah. like Mega Man bootlegs are like on the Mount Rushmore of, of Cuso and Grande. <laughs> and Robocop. Absolutely Robocop. Yes. <laughs> the... The, my introduction to Bubsy was also from Sean Baby's, like, 50 worst or 20 worst video games of all time EGM article where he, Bubsy he 3D. talked about it. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, Bubsy 3D. And that made me laugh as a as a, as a kid sitting in high school class. Because um, Bubsy 1 and 2 are, like, weird jank, but they, they're functional. And yeah. Bubsy 3D is just, like, a complete trash fire. True. Yeah. I, I, I will be sad to see. We'll never get to see whatever weird crossovers they'll do next in Fortnite. But that's that's okay. Who needs Fortnite crossovers when you can play Bubsy and Sonic 2? Wow. That's, mind you, not an official crossover, but it is a mod where someone just made Sonic 2, but replaced Sonic with Bubsy as the main character. And you know what's fun about Bubsy being the main character in Sonic 2? No. Bubsy has fall damage. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so you hit you hit this spring and you go way up off the screen and then you land and you die. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, we need that. Exactly. I, I, so so Bubsy gets to live on. Congratulations, Bubsy. All right, back to Revenge of Shinobi. Yeah, so so the, you know Shinobi, Ninja Gaiden, um even Mega Man to an extent are all games that people from our generation mm-hmm. have a feeling of reverence for like these are games that you should care about they're yeah. really good games they're games that are hard they, they bring out the they're, right right i don't i just don't care about any of them if i'm being honest yeah i didn't i, I, I didn't as that... a kid i i i liked mega man i liked mega man just to like play a little bit of yeah mega man x was cool but i didn't love it i literally had never played a ninja gaiden and the first ninja gaiden game i played was for xbox which was awesome that was a fun game oh yeah um, that is a good game the the um, and then, and then Shinobi, I think I may have played the, the DS version of Shinobi that I definitely didn't do that, but it wasn't mine. So I don't know. I, I don't care about these games. I still don't really care. I mean, it's not fair to say that cause I actually really like the, I, the aspects of Mega Man and I really like aspects of Ninja Gaiden and Shinobi, but I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say you have to play these video games. They're not like, for me, they're not that sort of like, Oh, 
this is the the my favorite experience of a game that you should play it blah 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 like I, yeah, I do- so it's it's important to like it's important to point out that like not caring about it is not the same as like disliking it not at all this game i liked i actually enjoy playing these games they're just too this is this game was way too hard for me to play without abusing save states on yeah. stages and stuff like i don't want to play the game for 20 hours and figure out how yeah, to get some of the later Godzilla. stages especially are just like every single jump is a troll yeah, like it, you have to, there's like specific strategies for learning the jump, that yep. one instance of the jump, because like three dudes will come out and you've got to dodge the things or whatever, right? Or yep. like the Godzilla fight, <laughs> um, where he kills you immediately. Yes. Um, but you can kind of cheese him because I watched a video. So, so my experience with this game was what you'd expect. I played it for about an hour yep. and I didn't, I tried not using safe states for a bit. That didn't work. Um, I, I spent the second, I've got through like with safe states to the end of the I think it was I think it was the waterfront stage the the one yes and that's where I was like I'm good and I I just stopped playing there and watched a video of of the rest of the stuff that Um, actually is that actually is one where it's like okay yeah no it's the difficulty has spiked in a way that's not fun yeah so it wasn't fun for me because so you're like we've talked about a bunch you're way better at these types of games than i am so you kind of and and you sort of like you know like a connoisseur of hard games if you will yeah like my like we have different feelings when we hit that wall yeah of like okay it's really hard now where you're like i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) and (laughs) i hit the point of like you son of a bitch i'm gonna get you (laughs) you're mine now (laughs) i'm not trapped in here with you um so <laughs> yeah no it, it does get to be like a vendetta like i'll grit my teeth and i'll be like i'm get, i'm doing this damn thing like i yeah, get com- very stubborn about it yeah Kamina's is gonna punch you in the face and you're like yeah that's right <laughs> i'll grit my teeth and bear it uh-huh uh so so i get that way with some things like with with mario sunshine i or not sunshine excuse me with uh mario galaxy like i was like i want to do all these things like this yeah. is this is super fun i know it's it gets kind of crazy on the some of the harder stages, but I, I enjoyed that a lot. With this, I was like, yeah, eh. But you know what? I listened to that soundtrack a lot since we started talking about playing this game. Yeah. The music in this game is so good. It is so fun and snappy, and it just feels great. And you're like, this is not, I don't know, like you said, I don't picture ninjas doing stuff to this soundtrack, but I don't care, except for the first yeah, soundtrack. The first sound, the very first stage does feel like that it kind of has like a, like a there's like a hint of ninja-ness there yeah it, it's hitting it's doing the it's doing the whole pentatonic scale yeah. it sounds yes yeah yeah it sounds like vaguely asian yeah like it could it could be in the credits to like a like a samurai movie potentially yeah. like like <laughs> um, yeah kurosawa used this maybe but you know while i was playing i was like man i i remember ninja gaiden 3 being more fun to play so i actually booted up Ninja shinobi Gaiden, 3. or excuse me uh shinobi 3 to be more fun to play and so i booted that up i was like oh god it's way more fun you move so much faster yeah the, i was really missing the dash yeah and and like you remember you could do like those like the cool wall jumps and stuff yep. yeah and so i i think shinobi revenger shinobi is less fun to play than than shinobi 3 i just agree, in terms of speed but i think it has a better soundtrack oh yeah 
And I mean, three had a good soundtrack. There were some. There were it. some absolute bangers in three, but two was just like wall to wall, like no. every, <laughs> except for the very last stage with the door maze. <laughs> when I saw the video of the door maze, I was like, "Oh, I'm so happy! I stopped. I have to watch Dean get through this." And then I forgot to watch when you were. You told me you were streaming, but I, I, I wanted to ask you, how did you like the door maze? <laughs> okay, the door maze has one redeeming quality. <laughs> What's that? One. And that is that enemies stay dead when you kill them. Oh, oh, all right. So you keep go like the all of this areas in the stage are consistent. And if you get to an area where there's like no enemies, it's been it's like, OK, I've been here before. Wait, wait, that's actually uh, that's I, I hate to say this, but I feel like that's pretty decent door maze design. If you must do a door maze. Not getting ganked by the same three enemies when they drop you off at, in the like entrance at the very beginning because you screwed up and didn't realize it is the way to do that. Yeah, because it, it helps in two ways. One, you can easily and quickly and safely go back and navigate your way back through the door maze or take a different route or whatever without having to worry about seeing places that you've been before and just having your life melt away as you're going. <laughs> And two, when you open a when you're like trying to figure out where you've been, like opening a door and walking through and seeing that there's no enemies there, even if the area doesn't look familiar, is a really good indication of like, OK, I've already been here. And then you get to an area where there's enemies. And it's like, oh, this is new. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as far as far as door maze design goes, it's 1989. Like, this is like one of the first Mega Drive uh, like this is this is like the mega one of the, the one of the Genesis Mega Drive games that they were like let's 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 amp this up like let's make it let's let's tell people here's why you're gonna spend fifty dollars on a video game in 1989 yeah five thousand yen I or, you know whatever yeah the, yeah the the, the and on this game and you know this 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 game has so much going for it in terms of if if you put yourself in 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 that time frame right like it right. looks amazing it does look really good especially for like a game from the late 80s early 90s it does some crazy uh um f figure foreground kind of shit where you know you're yeah. jumping behind a fence now my yeah that's okay i hated that mechanic in the way that it worked <laughs> but conceptually it was really cool but it was cool because the first time now when when it ha when when i did i was kind of like oh that's neat but then i thought about what would that have been like to have played mario and you jump and you jump, but then to do this and you double jump and you go behind the fence, I would have freaked out. Like Mario, like in Super Mario World, which came I out in like 91. 91, yeah. Um, I guess Mario like, 3 you did can a do that bit. when you jump up on like there are certain stages. And I mean, like single digit stages where you go up and you grab the, the gate, the fence and you yeah. punch the you punch the square yeah, and you go around to the background. That's that's the that's perfect, because that was the first time I did that in a game. And that was so cool. I, you're right. Yeah, that's exactly what it like, was. Oh, there's like there's a bit of like a 3D layer where like now I'm behind them. Yeah, that was such an awesome moment. And I imagine yeah. this would have been that way for a lot of a and lot of this people. did it first. Yeah. And <laughs> way worse. Because <laughs> here's worse. the problem with it is like it is absolute visual spam. Well, and not to mention there's fucking grenades and bullets. And I can't. I'm, I'm just I'm really amped up today. And this, the, the, the swears just come out of my mouth. It's all right. We're, already, we're in there. Just <laughs> I'm just it. saying that it is it is a monstrosity on your eyes to figure out what the hell is going on in this video game. Not to mention if you would like to attack 
you have to throw eight of your weapons to hit things that are below you or at an angle. So yeah. like you jump. Yeah, up. that could have been better. <laughs> yeah, that could have been better for the, sure. The, the whole like the whole kunai fan thing out of the out of the double jump is a really useful weapon, except that you have limited a limited number of them. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. And I would really like sometimes there's just one thing. There's one guy on the platform beneath me <laughs> yeah, and, and I want to throw one thing at him. But instead, it just fans out the entire right side of the screen. Well, well I guess he's dead. Sometimes he's so, not. Sometimes he's, yeah, so true. Sometimes Rambo's like, nah, it's going to take more than that, buddy. Yeah, sometimes you have to hit him twice or three times. So you have to then expend 16 or 24 knives <laughs> yeah. out of your stock of 50. <laughs> you know, I... What, what I love, the okay, soundtrack, bar none, I don't care if you don't like side-scrolling games that are super hard, listen to this soundtrack. Just, yeah, just, like, just, you don't have to just, play the game, just listen just to the soundtrack. boot up the soundtrack, it's awesome, alright? But, also, also, do yourself a favor and watch a long play or look up, like, a uh, copyright issues of The Revenge of Shinobi. Because this was at a time where video games were, you know kind of under the radar and yep. especially under- <laughs> from a rights management perspective <laughs> my understanding is that the idea of some of these things that we'll talk about were just ideas they were just sketches like oh this would be kind of fun look like this and they're like yeah okay we'll just do that yeah like let's we'll make just- it as one-to-one as possible <laughs> so so there's a character the flamethrower who is identical to rambo yeah in in his his name is rocky in the japanese manual oh that's actually amazing <laughs> Um, so this would be this, so this game, this is when it first came out. There's been like five iterations or so of Shinobi that have changed over time because we'll talk about in a second. They got rights from Marvel to make the character look more like that. Um, but then they had to change other things as the game was ported and re-released and stuff. And so I think that the final version of the one that was released on the virtual console and Xbox Live, uh, arcade yeah. Is the one that has so I I um Rambo now I'm blanking because I I I got through that stage. Oh, I can help. No, no, I I but they changed Rambo to be he's just bald now, and I can't remember if the Switch version has Rambo or if he's the bald version of him because I stopped playing and then I ended up watching the Let's Play and looked up I stuff. So now my memory is like, he's he's got the long hair, he's got the bandana, he's got the bandolier with oh, no, no, no shirt. Yeah, no, but they changed him in one of the later versions where he's just a bald dude then. So no, they, I know. They, I'm just oh, saying, like, in his original design, oh, like, yeah. it's not 100% like he Rambo. kind of looks like Rambo. Like, no, he is Rambo. Or just like, he's Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Even then, the way and the position that he's holding the gun. Yeah, because he holds. he's holding that, the, the, what, I don't know, a kind of gun, like a chain gun. Yeah. I'm, I'm so Well, I mean, illiterate. in this case, it's a flamethrower, but. Well, sure, but it looks like But he's still like holding that. it, like, on the hip. But he's, he, he looks like he's holding the, like, all of the promotion where he's got the giant, you know, the yeah. gun that sits on a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's the flamethrower in this. Jackie Chan's in it. The, the freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was named the Terminator, but I believe he was a called Hercules in Japan. Sure. Also funny since he did play Hercules. Yep. Um, uh, and, and Conan and all that stuff. Yeah, so that's the one where, um, that's the one where he's just like... He's the in a dude. He's got sunglasses and like the bald flat top. Yeah, and he's like, super buff. And yeah, he's, he's just super in a, huge. And he's throwing cars at you. <laughs> no, no, that's the Hulk. Oh, true, true, true. He does. He does become that's the Hulk. That's a different one. 
the the guy who the the huge guy who throws cars at you, and the more you hit him, the greener he turns. <laughs> Terminator Hulk. Uh, but then he explodes and he's just a robot like the the T-800 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. skeleton is there. Um, but then later on, you get to fight, you know, normal things in ninja games like Spider-Man, who then transforms into Batman. Yes. You know, that's no big deal. Not a Spider-Man. No, no, no. Literally Spider-Man. Actual Spider-Man. In fact, he's, so he's <laughs> crawling on the ceiling and, and shooting webs at you. He shoots And he's the wearing webs. red and blue. Yeah. And and as as you pointed out. He, he is he becomes so Spider-Man that Marvel because Sega had licensing. They were making um, Sega was making a Spider-Man uh, game. Yeah. Well, at I'm the trying time. To think so they kind of had. Oh, they kind of had rights at the time. And they're like, hey, do you mind if we give him like a cameo appearance in this other game we're working on? And Marvel was like, sure. Yeah, I think I think it was the, the Spider-Man versus Kingpin game is what it was like the amazing spider-man i don't know which one it was i i i trust you on that (laughs) um and and they were like yeah sure but at that time since licensing was a thing batman couldn't be batman like spider-man could not literally become batman uh so no that's that causes problems in a number of ways (laughs) a that's not exactly canon b i don't think they asked dc for shit Uh, and so so he became devil man instead which sure. was just a devilly looking batman and also later on they lost the licensing to to marvel and spider-man so they just kept him he's still the exact same thing same exact moves that he's, he's just, just pink bright now he's just bright pink he he went to he went to victoria's secret and yeah. got some new duds got that, some I mean. got some pink <laughs> and and personally my favorite because spider-man and batman that was that was weird. And then then they're like, well, OK, what if you fight Godzilla? Sure. And it's like, sure, Godzilla. And Why I was like, not? Oh, that's, I, that, originally, that wasn't what was interesting to me. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of weird. That's fun. Whatever. Uh, called Monster G. And yep. at some sure. point they Absolutely. decided there is licensing issues with that. So they're like, hey, oh, hey, what do we do? Um, I know. Let's just rip his skin off. Giant robot skeleton dinosaur. Yeah, he's he's also just... now his the fire that he shoots out of his mouth is blue instead of red. <laughs> yeah, because well, that's blue is way hotter. Okay, yeah. so now it's like extreme. He's now, just yeah. freaking, he's just dry Godzilla. Yep. Like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. That was my that's my favorite copyright. Like, what do we do? Rip the skin off of it. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> now he's just a bone dinosaur. But he's got organs still. Like they not only rip the skin off him, but they get, they were like, yeah, let's draw some organs in the dude. It's honestly a significantly better design. <laughs> yeah, it looks so it looks so weird in the game. It almost looks like a fan, like like one of those <laughs> like a Kaizo thing where they just stuck in us the wrong sprite. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, and it doesn't really game. fit there, but it's you know it still functions okay. <laughs> yeah, because Godzilla's like kind of like lumpy like he doesn't look intimidating he's just kind of like a blobby thing yeah and yeah yeah but then they ripped the skin off of him and holy shit now he's metal yeah he's way better like it's <laughs> it, i think it's the one change that we're like the the whoops we don't have the rights for that version is like significantly <laughs> it's way significantly better. better i mean hell even the the um i i did not know this until looking through the wiki but the the guy on the cover like when the game boots up was modeled after someone named Sonny Chiba, who is, uh, yeah. uh, and, you know, a famous actor. Mm-hmm. And that, then they're like, oh, yeah, we can't do that either. So, mm-hmm. so now it's, um, I believe it's, I, I want to say it was someone that was in, either in charge of the, 
the series at the time or the director or somebody that they just modeled it after his face instead by kind of changing the eyes and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But like this this game was they were like, yeah, whatever. Literally just put in the Throw fan <laughs> everything in there. Fanfic? Yeah, Shinobi 2 is a fanfic. <laughs> or, did, yeah, Shinobi like, 2, yeah. <laughs> did you ever play Broforce? Uh, I didn't, but I know what it is. It feels like an official version of Broforce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Where it's like they just threw in whatever 80s action heroes they wanted. <laughs> Screw it. Shut up. <laughs> Man. What a, what a beautiful, it, beautiful. This was a really fun experience. I agree that like gameplay wise, it's fine. Yeah, it's and then manageable. towards the end gets a little no. Yeah. And and <laughs> three is much better. Three, three is way more fun to play. The story of this is so the first one. OK, Shinobi one, because I actually I literally this, don't remember the story of this. I played the I played the Sega Ages versions version of Shinobi and you go through because some bad stuff was happening. It turns out the bad guy is actually your master who wants the world to go back to, you know, the old ways because there is is more fun when there is civil war. Right. Um, yeah. And now that was that Y'all was love the Sengoku period. Yeah, that was that was Zed. And now Neo Zed is here. Who is or Zed? Z? I don't know. It's two E's. So I was calling it Zed. Um, so now it's Neo Zed and they they want to. Extract I thought of revenge. it like seed, but extreme. That yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, Neo, so it's got to be extreme. New extreme seed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's 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 the new. Uh, that's the DLC in Fire Emblem Engage. Um, uh, <laughs> but, but so so and this one, he needs. They, he wants to pick up the mantle of Zed, so he's Neo Zed, and he's like, I'm gonna go kill all the people that are in the shadows, the stealth in the shadows, which I feel like defeats the purpose of being in the shadows if someone can just defeat you uh, freely. So he he kills all of them. All that's left is you. He then kills your master and kidnaps your fiancé? Girl. <laughs> he kills and kidnaps girl, who then... <laughs> that's it. That's all she's mentioned. There's no other story. This is not Ninja Gaiden where they're trying to create a story between stages. It's just, yeah, now you're fighting Godzilla. Move on. And you get to the final boss, who is also... His brother was in Shinobi 3. As, remember, there's an enemy that whipped his hair around in oh, Shinobi yeah. 3? So that's Yeah, so that's that's this that's the final boss of this game's brother. Um, it was a very, very, very lame final boss. I mean, you 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 fought <laughs> you fought the Terminator, you fought Spider-Man, Batman, and Godzilla, and then it's like, yeah, here, fight fight this kind of fight off-brand Shantae. <laughs> While your girlfriend gets crushed in the background. Yeah, that was really, that sucked. And honestly, I did that fight a bunch of times. And the only time I was able to do it within like a certain amount. First of all, I had to basically memorize the pattern. Which, that fight like, looked awful as, as a casual playthrough. Yeah, that, that as, because I just, I mean, I watched someone do a long plan. They obviously knew how to win the fight. And even then it looked kind of annoying. Yeah, it's very annoying. It's extre- like it took me a good couple of attempts just to learn how to do damage. <laughs> OK, yeah, seems fair. And, you know, you, you get to the end of the experience. It's like, yeah, enjoy <laughs> it. Like I was using save states sort of like as a checkpoint at the beginning of certain areas. Yeah. So like I basically like basically was using it as like unlimited lives, unlimited continues or whatever. But imagine not having that. And oh, yeah. playing through the entire game and then losing all of your lives at the end of the game because you don't even know how the boss works. Yeah, no, it's not fun. I would not want to play through it again. 
Uh, yeah, well, today I would not. I mean, you know, again, it's I wouldn't have wanted to back even as a kid, and I sure as hell don't. If want it was to do a it rental, I would have been like, "You can take this back now." <laughs> if I owned it, I probably would have. You know, because it. I would have had a limited number of things to play. You I would, would have, have eventually it. figured it out. Absolutely, you, you, you. You don't even know yourself as well as I do, and I guarantee you would have finished that video game. <laughs> there is no doubt in my mind. You would have played it until you mastered it. it. Yeah, I mean, come on. You're you're the you're the kind of guy that was like, yeah, ghouls and ghosts isn't so hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I absolutely ground my face against that game until it became easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you know, like it's, probably the same thing here, but like here now in 2023, like, nah, I got save states. And the thing is, like, okay, you so you learn how to deal damage, right? Yeah, yeah. But then it's like he throws his hair out at you like a sure. boomerang. Sure, of course. But it happens at different speeds every time. Oh, holy And shit. some of them are, like, almost instantaneous. So you have to, like, bait out the correct version of the hair yes, throw? Yes, and they ah. all require you to be standing in a different place and jump at a different angle. And sometimes you want to double jump and sometimes you don't. And sometimes if you go up too high and he does a really short... He does like a really short uh, range one. Then he actually pulls his hair back fast enough to hit you with it again on the way down from your jump. So you have to know when not to double jump. Oh, wow. And like I realized after probably 20 or 30 minutes of this that this happens in a consistent pattern. Mm -hmm. Because it felt really random at first and it's not random. He does it in the same order. Okay. But you really like there is no option for you other than just memorize the pattern. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just just trial and error it and memorize the pattern. Yeah. And then that's, that's... work out work out like strategies for each individual part phase of that fight and then just execute them all perfectly because you he will hit you about three times before you're dead. Yeah. I mean, it's it seems that's that's kind of the. That's kind of the whole game in a lot of ways, right? And it just feels way worse at the end. Yeah. Because then you would have to get through all of the other stuff again. But that's sort of, that's, I mean, that's just how it's, it's, it's not something that I'm going to knock it for. Like if we were, if we had to assign a number value to this or something, right. because that's just how games were then. It's just yeah. not for me. Like I, I, I knew that when we, when I started playing it, I was like, I know I'm not looking at this game as a game as, oh, I need to beat this because. I should, or it's important, or it's like one of those kind of moments. I just want to enjoy what I can out of it. And the best, the best part is the music followed up very closely by some insane copyright shenanigans that I had no clue existed until we decided to, to play this game, which, which yeah, makes it I, worth it all by itself for me. I had heard about some of them, but like when we went to play this, I was like, oh, it's this game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, I remember vaguely. At one point, seeing the like Spider-Man Batman fight, and I was like, "That's really wild. What game is this?" <laughs> and then I got to it, and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> and then I realized that before, when I was like, because I would get to the boss fight, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's just a Terminator." Sure. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm thinking it's like legally distinct Terminator, right? Like, oh yeah, it's clearly modeled after that, but whatever. It's just a guy in sunglasses who turns into a robot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, kind of a fun idea. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's, you know, I'm making the joke that like, oh, this guy turns green when I hit him. I guess he's getting angry. <laughs> ha 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 ha. And he's throwing cars at me. Ha ha Oh, wait, ha. he is. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, 
once I hit Spider-Man, I'm like, wait, that actually was supposed to be just the actual Hulk (laughs) and the actual Terminator. Yes. Yes, it's 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 wild. It's it's wild. It's compl- and and they were trying to have a story sort of, but they but they, they just threw all this stuff in there because someone had it in their sketchbook. And I was like, this it's, would be cool. Yeah, this is absolutely another sketchbook game for <laughs> this sure. Is what that feels like, and uh, I I don't know if it's true, but that's what I had read is that literally it was like, oh, these are sketches of things that could be fun, and then they just put them in the game, and they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's I, almost I, it's like they were placeholder art, and they meant to change them later, and then they just didn't until <laughs> the game came out, and everyone was like, you have to change that, and then they started making new versions of it. Yeah, until they were well, until they realized, oh, we can re-release this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, or they had to do software revisions, like 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 the like uh, the Fire Temple and stuff in, in Zelda because of you know various oh, yeah. reasons and stuff. Yeah. So it's it's, it's something times. like that. I imagine in in the the first the first few iterations, like the like when it was still the '90s, were because of licensing things, or or because they were releasing. They released the the Genesis uh, the the uh, the six pack. We had yeah. like six games in it. So when they re-released that, then they had to update all the all the models and stuff to be, you know, copacetic with copyright because it had become somebody was like, hey, wait a minute. You can't. Yeah. Even if you had the rights to Spider-Man in in 1990, you don't have it now. You can't you can't just put Marvel's own video game properties don't even maintain the rights to their own characters for more than like five years yeah yeah it's true because the the that was a big problem with the ultimate alliance games in terms of like you know you can't buy those anymore because they they they, they're delisted because of who owns what and stuff right yep marvel uh some of the marvel versus capcom games had the same problem oh yeah 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 oh man the so so final thoughts on revenge of shinobi from me Yes, please. Um, if you must play it, uh, don't feel compelled to. It's an OK time, mm-hmm. but I think there are better versions of this type of game that you could play instead. Yeah, it I is agree. essentially a Mega Man game. <laughs> yeah, for all intents and purposes. Um, shout outs to it having a super where you just die. Oh, God, that was in three, two. Where, yeah. where, where it uses like as long as like it does a bunch of damage, but it uses the life or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you, you literally spend a life. To uh, you spend a life to do like massive damage to everything on. It's like a big screen clear explosion, like seppuku attack. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's the classic dragon, which is Ball actually move. a really cool thing because you can use it when you're like at the end of your health bar. Oh, yeah, yep. To get a to get a huge like take some it, damage. Yeah, because what it does is it basically kills your current life and then you start a new one. So you essentially refill your life like you're going to take that hit anyway but instead of just taking the hit and dying you instead deal a butt a butt ton of damage to everything on screen <laughs> that's it's, that's how i would have beaten the game is i would have found either a game shark code or some sort of way to cheese lives and then just blown myself oh up. yeah <laughs> oh yeah absolutely that's how i would have done it as a kid <laughs> the um i think i saw a speed run of shinobi 3 and that's actually how they beat the final boss is just stop <laughs> lives and then just like suicide over and over on the final boss until it dies chaozu <laughs> Man, poor Chaozu, like, that literally never worked once. It never worked for anybody. I said Vegeta did it, Chaozu did it, I feel like one or two other people did it. A Cyberman survived it. That never works. It never works. Anyway, 
Um, so yeah, if you must play it, bark, bark, bark. I don't know what's happening. If you must play it, try to play the original version with all the licensing nonsense. Um, that won't be the one that's easily available. Yeah. Because they've been, you know, scrubbed from any place that it's, you know, legitimately available. But it is the one with all the licensing nonsense, so that's fun. Or or play, you know, in some ways you could you could play the one that's on Switch and then watch a long play to see the difference. Could be fun too. I actually saw that's a video. True. I think it was by, uh, I don't know who it was, but it was interesting because it came up and it was in another language. Either I think it was Portuguese, but um, it it was a comparison of a playthrough of the PS the PlayStation Three version of the game. Oh yeah, that and sounds then the, right. The, the 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 Mega Drive original version and that was neat because then it was like seeing exactly the moments of what it is because because this is just coming from my perspective of not wanting to play super hard side scrolling games but sure. I, obviously there's a lot of people love that so <laughs> have fun play the game it's not a bad video game it's just not it's really me. not it's really it's really fine and it has some really fun stuff but mostly yeah. just listen to the soundtrack yeah 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 soundtrack's rad 